Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good afternoon, America. Today is March the 19th, 2014. And to borrow a well-used phrase, man, have I got a show for you. Today we're going to talk about some subject matter that is definitely PG-17, maybe even going a little bit above that. So, Mom, if you are home and you have your little ones around, you might want to get G.I. Joe or Barbie and tell them to go another room. Mommy's going to be busy for a minute because we are going to talk about some things that are going to keep Daddy from pulling the I went to the store and never coming back routine. Today we're going to talk about the things that you need to know in order to have a happy, fulfilling, engaging, meaningful life. And to have that with someone of the opposite sex, you better have great sex. Great sex is crucial. If your sex life has gone from being stimulating to stagnant, this is one episode of Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young you cannot afford to miss. So with that said, fellas, get a pen and paper out. We are going to engage in a dialogue today that is um, just, for lack of a better choice of words, going to be very frank, very real, very to the point. If some of you folks out there that I know I have a lot of people that listen to this show that are very faith-based and holy, you might want to go get some anointing oil and anoint your ears and, uh, you know, some holy water and drink it because I'm really going to have your have you going, no, he didn't just say that. Well, homeboy, sister girl, yes, I did because, being honest, you cannot be so heavenly bound that you're no earthly good. If you are having a relationship with a human being as opposed to an inanimate object, you need to understand that connectivity, feeling valued, feeling loved, feeling special really matters. I even have had, uh, before the show began, I had people sending me emails from Dr. Young, this needs to be in the confines of a marriage. First, let me tell you something. I respect that, and there are certain um, presets that I do agree with. However, that's not one of them. I feel that we live in a time and in a world where we need to stop playing games with morality and be honest about what people really are dealing with, what normal people are dealing with. Uh, in a perfect world, yes, people probably should be married and have a picket fence and have 2.5 children in a Chevrolet in the driveway, but that is not the world we live in. As a matter of fact, the world that we live in most people are not virgins when they get married. Most people have had sex with more than one or two people. And those of you that are so fortunate who have been lucky enough to have meet and marry the love of your life and it worked out for you, that's great. But for the other 85% of America, of the United Kingdom, of, of the Virgin Islands, of the Caribbean, we are dealing with normal everyday problems and normal everyday life which means more than likely you are single or you are divorced. And if that describes the current status of, uh, of um, your relationship, that means that you more than likely ha are having sex and you're not married. So if you are, you might as well get past being stuck on stupid and have it mean something and have it facilitate the depth and the connection that it should. For the rest of you, uh, that are in a marriage, I can assure you that your husband or your spouse, if you are not satisfying them, you have a problem. Now, whether you admit you have that problem that you're dealing with, I cannot tell you what delusion to live. 
However, I'm going to be very frank and let you know that 80% of the people that come in my office, and that's a hell of a lot of people, of the millions of people around the world that listen to this program and read the content of things that uh, people like myself and my contemporaries write, we know the truth is most people are not happy with their sex life. Most people are not feeling fulfilled by their partner. And the reason for that is that there is a lack of connectivity. Now, before my guest joins me today, I'm going to dispel a few myths for you. Uh, one of those myths is the man is a man's attitude on sex and what qualities men look for in a sex partner. So here's some things, ladies, that I want you to keep in mind. And fellas, believe me, I've got a list for you too. The first thing, ladies, is it's not how fine you are that men really look at, though we really dig that. The truth is we care about your hygiene and that you are well-groomed and that you pamper yourself and that your skin does not feel like leather. So it would be very wise for you to make sure that you're well-groomed and manicured. It would be wise for you to take very good care of yourself. And to put it mildly, um, we do not like artificial fragrances that cover up real smells. We like the, we like the scent of a woman, but that scent can really go south if you have not been taking care of your hygiene and your health. So that's number one. The other thing is men love women that do not have an issue with oral sex. That is number two on our list according to AskMen.com, and men do not uh, remain in relationships when women do not please them orally, typically those men will cheat. So if you have an issue with that, ladies, I suggest you get some new skills or change your attitude. Next thing that men really prefer is that a woman be open to anal sex. Now, I'm not saying that's for everybody, and I'm not saying that means that he wants to tie you up like uh, in Fifty Shades of Grey and have you in a back dungeon somewhere doing some really weird things to you. But most men do want a woman that is open to new adventures and anal sex being one of those adventures. Um, you know, there are things that you may feel opposed to, and I would definitely be the first as a coach or a relationship expert to tell you never do anything that you're totally not comfortable with. However, I'm also going to tell you if you are narrow-minded and approved, whatever you don't do, someone else more than likely will. Going down this list a little bit further, um, when you want to try new things with your man, make sure that you don't act as if you are an expert at it. And I'm saying that as an expert, not because of a magazine article. But here's the truth. Men, uh, we are so hypocritical, number one. And I'm saying, brothers, don't write me because you know I'm telling the truth. We want a woman that is experienced and seasoned, but not too experienced and too seasoned. You know, like if you make a statement such as, you guys really like this, or, well, all men Ladies, you have just turned a man completely off, and if that matters to you, you might want to watch what you say. Then the last couple, you have to take care of yourself. Anytime you cannot look down and see your pubic hair, that's probably a problem. So, and guys, before you start being critical of women, the same thing applies to you. Women aren't exactly feeling you when you can turn sideways and forward and they cannot distinguish by silhouette which way you're facing. So take very good care of yourself because your health does matter. The other thing is, ladies and gentlemen, you both came in on this one, do not rush the other person. And that means stop putting pressure on people to perform the the pharmaceutical community is making a killing now off of uh, supplements as well as prescribed medications that allegedly will affect libido. Well, those things are quite dangerous. They can lower your blood pressure. Uh, lots of collateral stuff can happen from taking things like uh, Viagra and whatever else is Alavitra and those things. But the biggest factor why people have sexual dysfunction isn't that they cannot perform. The problem is 
they have stuff going through their minds about everything other than what's taking place at that moment. So that means you can help fix that problem by taking the time to not rush, to listen, and to connect at a very serious level. Now, that is just my quick list. I'm going to have part two of that list when we get toward the end of the program. But right now, I have someone with me that is a, an expert in this area. Uh, she's an author. She's also a motivational speaker and a trainer. And the reason I want you guys to really listen to her is we're going to have a discussion today that is going to be very direct very to the point, and again, if you have minor children, this is your last warning, get them out the room, because when your child comes walking up looking at you like a, a small crackhead with the eyes bucked over to my mommy, what's that mean? I don't have anything to do with that. I gave you fair warning. Anyway, without further ado, Nikki Ransom, Alfred, welcome to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Hi there. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I want to ask, just jump off into this question. Why is sex such a big deal, and why shouldn't it be? Well, like, why why are people so afraid to really discuss it? Is that like we're asking? We can start there. Mm-hmm. Well, I I feel a lot of people, you know, are are afraid of sex, um, you know, ashamed of it, embarrassed to talk about it. You know, mainly because of just the way our Western civilization, you know, was brought up and it has a lot to do with religion. Um, I feel like that has a, a lot to do with why uh, our society as a whole, you know, we, we get embarrassed to discuss sex and embarrassed to, you know, talk about our desires and our wishes and exploring different aspects of it. You know, but sex is really something that's misunderstood. I think by the human population, we don't understand that it really is a gift, you know, from the Creator. Um, you know, like like uh, like those like Saint Augustine. You know, he was a a um, a main philosopher that developed um, you know Western Christianity, and he thought wholeheartedly that sex was and sexual desire came from the devil. So you know, with that stamp being that sexual desire is from the devil, the devil, the devil. Uh, and that, you know, just spread throughout the, the, the Christian, you know, belief system and into our civilization. So we feel like sex isn't something that's a gift from the creator and wanting sex is something that's from the devil when, you know, the opposite is true. Sex is really something very natural and very beautiful that we're supposed to be embracing and and exploring. A good question for you is, I've had a lot of a lot of uh, my content is very very faith faith based, and mm-hmm. it's because that's the life I live. I don't um, I don't make any bones about my relationship with God and with purpose because I think only a fool doesn't believe in God. I think only a fool refuses mm-hmm. to acknowledge that there is a source greater than themselves. However, there is this hypocrisy about sex. Um, and I experienced it today when I got ready to do this show. I got a few emails from people, and I'm looking at this stuff, and I'm going, these people are sitting saying, well, this should be between a man and a woman and this and that that are married. And what I'm saying is, and I'm not mocking anybody now. I'm not trying to go and uh, piss anyone off, but I'm, I'm just going to be honest. That is, we're so hypocritical. We, everybody I know, especially religious folks, are the biggest hypocrites I've ever seen in my life. Where they say, <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. Is there something that these Puritans can do sexually that can help them not feel so bad about sex, or do they just need to get a grip? Well, they do need to get a grip, um, but then I also feel that once you know, they understand sex and learn more about sex and understand that it is a gift from God, then they can kind of soften their stance, you know, upon sex being, oh, so bad, or you're not supposed to do this, not supposed to do that. You know, like knowing, um, you know, that when, when we are having sex and having orgasms, like there are really awesome 
you know, they call them feel-good hormones, but like these really wonderful chemicals that are released into our body, um, like dopamine and vasopressin, oxytocin, serotonin, like these are just naturally released into our bodies, you know, while we're having fun and having sex. But these chemicals are doing things to us like, well, being a natural pain reliever, um, of course, you know, sex is great exercise, um, it's reducing risk of heart attack, stroke, prostate cancer, breast cancer, relieves stress for us, um, um, lowers our risk for a common cold and flu, um, increasing our pain tolerance. Sex actually helps to upsell re- regeneration, faster healing. You know, it's a natural antidepressant. It's like why, you know, would God create sex to do all of these amazing things for us if we weren't supposed to be having it and exploring it? Like sex is something that God gave us to have and and to enjoy and to benefit us, you know, emotionally, physically. Now, a question. I'm getting a message from a man that told me wants to know, what can men do to get a woman's interest in sex, especially after having a baby. You know, I guess what he's suggesting is that his wife has had a baby and her uh, sexual appetite is diminished. What are some techniques, things we can say, things we can do that will help a woman um, just kind of get interested again? Um, Well, right now after a woman has a baby, her hormones, you know, can still be off, which can affect her libido and her desire for sex. You know, she is probably, you know, mentally into full mom mood. I have to worry about the baby, worry about the baby. She may not be feeling very attractive, you know, with extra belly fat and whatnot and the changes. Um, But, you know, reassuring her that, you know, she's beautiful, making her feel sexy, feel loved, feel secure, you know, that will help her, you know, to get her back into that romantic and sexual frame of mind. Um, you know, probably, you know, getting someone to watch the baby for a bit so she can, you know, kind of detach from just being a mom and being in full mom mode and get back to, yes, I am a wife or I am a girlfriend, I am still a sexual being, you know, so, so they can reconnect with each other. Um, and, you know, to, of course, help her, <laughs> help her you know, around the house and with the baby. Because the less stressed and, and overworked that a woman feels, you know, the more that she will be able to get into the mood. So I would say that those are really good things, you know, to to help a lady, you know, to get back into the romantic mood and wanting to have sex again. Um, but, again, you know, our sexual desires and our libidos can be, very much connected into how we feel emotionally, um, you know, and, and, and our hormones, of course. So, you know, he can try those things, but it's still, you know, hopefully in her body, you know, things aren't off balance to where just her libido is kind of, you know, shot, you know, which, which could happen to a lot of women after having a baby. Uh, uh, are there places that are more sensitive on a woman's body that a man can jump start like kisses on the neck, uh, mm-hmm. a massage, if a certain sense that can be in the air. Do you have any suggestions that are like do A, do B, do C? Yes, definitely massages are amazing. Um, you know, just a, a general massage, you know, increases the blood flow in the body and releases oxytocin, which, you know, helps to, um, you know, boost that arousal as well. So massages are definitely awesome um, to do. Uh, every woman's body is different, so we're going to have our erogenous zones in different areas of our body. But, you know, the, the most common ones are, you know, the earlobes and the neck. Of course, I want to know, like, does she like the side of the neck, the back of the neck? You know, what really gets her going? But yeah, the, okay. the general massage, fantastic. Kisses on the neck, amazing. And, and really, it's mental. Like, if, if you can get into a woman's mind mentally and make her feel sexy and make her feel loved, then the rest is going to be able to follow. All right, I've got a big question for you. Uh, First, to the listening audience, if you want to get in and ask a question about this subject, you can call 646-478-5610. That's 646-478-5610. Be sure to press 1, and our producers will screen your call, and we're definitely going to try to get to you. 
Um, a big question I have for you is with men and this alleged erectile dysfunction thing that is being so overplayed, um, and, and I, let me take this to another place. The media will have you thinking things that just simply aren't true. Like I, I'm going to give an example. They say mm-hmm. drink orange juice, especially packaged orange juice. That is the worst crap in the world for you to drink. It's high in sugar. It's not good for you, and you're better off to squeeze and make your own orange juice because the pulp is good for you, et cetera, et cetera. Another myth is eat wheat bread. Well, wheat bread is not good for you either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we hear all of these things in media that cause us to believe that if I do this, I'm going to solve that. So with men in erectile dysfunction, my experience in counseling and coaching men is that most men aren't even fully present when having sex. As a matter of fact, over 70% of men that I've interviewed think of another woman from their past when they're having sex some men can't get a, a full erection because they are either inebriated, they are too tired, they waited till late at night, or that they really aren't as turned on by this woman as they should be. But barring those things, is there something a woman can do to help a man achieve a lasting and firm erection? Yes, there are things that you know, a woman can do. Um, you know, again, massages. Massages are good because they increase the blood flow throughout the body. And the more blood that we have going to our vagina, the better. The more blood that we have going to the penis, of course, is going to be better and help him to have that better erection. And then learning your man. Um, you know, I always tell you know, my different clients, you know, a man can have a a much harder, more erect penis and even a larger penis if you are doing the things that specifically turn him on. So it's asking your man, you know, the types of things that really turn him on, that really get him going so he can, you know, get that really, really good erection and make him last longer in bed. Are there things that are typical that uh, I know there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all cure, especially in that area, but mm-hmm. tell me three things that um, that would really help. Well, learning to get a really erotic massage, you know, also known and, as... But you know, what does that uh, mean? I, <laughs> that means so many different things to different people. I know. I was you're it's talking also known about as a, a hand job. Okay. Okay. So yes. what you're saying is direct stimulation, because I know most guys... And maybe I'm telling my business, but I I would say that um, men don't really sit around and discuss with other men what you need to do to make them get erect, uh, at least not men that are normal. But from my studies in human sexuality and from research and things I know uh, academically and as a clinician, that there are very few men that get turned on by you rubbing their shoulders and if they do, it's because they either have not slept with you yet or mm-hmm. they, um, you, know, you know, they're still excited or enticed by, okay, this is new, I can't wait to do this, you know, because if you notice when we date women, we will love to kiss you. It is be kissy, 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 kissy. <laughs> yes. And once we get in that relationship, all of a sudden those kisses slow down. If, and in some cases they even stop. So when you say rub a man, should a woman use lotions? Should she use cocoa butter? Should she get some bacon grease? I mean, what what should she do? Well, are we discussing the the erotic massage that I say? Yeah, yeah, because I know yeah, a lot when of I, when I say when I say like my my general massages are just the regular you know body massage. We're doing you know the shoulders, the arms, the back, you know the legs, all that. But the erotic massage is where we are focusing you know on the penis and on his testicles, his perineum, his G-spot, you know, if he'll let you uh, stimulate that. Um, and perineum, for, a lot of people don't know what, the, I know what that is, but would you tell people where the perineum is because they'd be like a pair of worms? So, <laughs> yeah, the, the perineum, that area uh, that's, uh, that goes from right behind the man's testicles to his anus. 
So it's that area right in there uh, that you can massage it, and it'll uh, indirectly, you know, massage his prostate, you know, which could feel very good for a lot of men. There are many heterosexual men that are like, no, you're not about to to go there, you're not about to rub there, or you're not, you know, going to get too close to my anus. Um, but, you know, it, it gives them quite a lot of stimulation, makes them feel really great. Yeah, well, I, I do want to give you a caution, and this is for you ladies. Um, there are a lot of men out there that need their butt kicked because they're bisexual and exposing you to God knows what. So I am going to definitely say if you see a man that really likes having his anus played with, you might want to definitely caution yourself because if he is very, let's say, pliable in that area, you may be dealing with a download brother. Most heterosexual men may not mind you touching their anus, but they don't want you playing in it. And I would caution women because a lot of our sisters are being exposed to horrendous things because some people are just trifling. Um, another big question for you is why is it so important that we keep sex a priority in our relationships? Well, just like just think of like how you feel after a really amazing romp in the hay. Like you're feeling on top of the world, you're happy. You feel good. You you're in love with your partner. You two are, you know, giggling with each other the next day, and the kisses and the little, you know, booty slaps. You know, everything is feeling great and fantastic. And you know, to me, I'm like, why wouldn't you want to invite that type of behavior and those types of feelings, you know, into your relationship and into your marriage, and and invite them into your relationship quite often. Like sex is, sex is really one of the most enjoyable experiences that we can have as humans. And it is a way that you show love and, and desire and devotion, you know, to your partner. And again, you know, like I told you, those those feel good hormones, you know, we have the dopamine, the vasopressin, the oxytocin, collectin, all of that that's released into our bodies. And and these chemicals, they promote feelings of love and bonding and generosity, you know, in between two partners. So you know, when you are having sex, not only are you, you know, giving each other, you know, great feelings and orgasms, but then on the inside, like, you are developing these feelings of love and bonding and, and generosity and satisfaction, you know, towards each other, you know, which is, you know, why a lot of, you know, single ladies, you know, are falling in love with the bad boys, you know, because you're having really great sex with him, and then because of these chemicals, you're feeling like you're in love with this man that's really no good for you. But, you know, when you're in that relationship, these chemicals that are released are amazing because it's just helping you two to feel more in love, more connected, more bonded with each other. So you have to definitely keep sex as a priority in your relationship so you two are continuously connecting with each other in this way. And, and, you know, again, like you said at the beginning of the show, when there's sexual, you know, dissatisfaction, you know, you're, you're leaving things open, you know, to, you know, possibly someone cheating. You know, you're feeling unloved. You're feeling dissatisfied. You two are bickering and nagging at each other. You know, there's less friendship, less romance, and it's because, you know, you two aren't having that sexually healthy relationship. Well, Dr. Nikki, one thing that you said that um, definitely triggered some thoughts with me is that people – uh, more than often are just not honest about how they feel. I found uh, in, in my practice most people seldom have deep discussions and there's a great deal of assumption about the do's and don'ts, especially as it relates to being in and out of the bedroom and connecting with the other person. Well, when we come back from break, what I want us to talk about is what is it that couples can do that have fallen into uh, into a rut? We're going to take a break. There's a song uh, I want to. It's, we're actually having a chance to break it. It's by King Malachi out of Atlanta, Georgia. He and Tony Terry were on the show last week. But in keeping with the tone of this show, uh, it's called Your Love. We're going to take a break. Check that out, and we'll be right back with Dr. Nikki. This is 
Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and we'll be right back. Baby, you love. from sneaking out the back window or going to the store for some milk and never coming back home. Dr. Nikki, I want to ask, uh, we, I was talking about connectivity and getting people beyond that place where they lose the connectivity, they lose the reality of a lasting and meaningful love. What are some things that people can do while making love, while being intimate, that cause a deeper, more meaningful connection? Well, while making love, you know, looking into each other's eyes and kissing uh, are definitely uh, enhancers, you know, when it comes to sex and making love and, and, and deepening, you know, the feelings and emotion and your connectedness. Um, you know, speaking to each other. And, you know, it, it's different with every couple. You know, some couples don't like too much talking. Um, some like noises. Some like a lot of loud noises. <laughs> um, but, you know, you can say, you know, I love you, or then, you know, flipping into the dirtier, sexier, you know, uh, sex talk. Um, but those those are, you know, things that one can do to, you know, keep things connected. Um, 
trying things like uh, tantric exercises, like there are beginner tantra exercises um, that are really meant to deepen the connection, um, you know, spiritually and emotionally between two partners. Describe one of those exercises. Well, there's one. Like like the the most simplest one is, you know, you, you and your partner, um, you know, you're in a, a quiet space, you know, no phones. Um, you have candles, pillows, you know, a nice blanket, um, and you two are nude, uh, sitting Indian style on the floor across from each other, and you have um, both of your palms up facing each other, and then you're just staring into each other's eyes, you know, breathing in deeply, breathing out deeply, just looking into each other's eyes. You know, they say that you know, the eyes are the windows to the soul, and that is all you're doing, you know, and, and, and you know, trying not to giggle, you know, or, or, or break that meditation. Um, and then, you know, in that same um, position, you know, when, when your partner breathes out, you're breathing in, and you're kind of, you know, reciprocating it and recycling each other's breath. Um, and, and you'll do that for about five to ten minutes. You know, that is a way of connecting with each other, you know, emotionally and spiritually prior to even engaging in any sexual acts. Wow. Well, I guess that means two things. One, your breath better not stink. And two, what if your yes. partner is my guy? No, I'm just being silly. Um, <laughs> another question for you. I got a, uh, a little uh, backdoor uh, instant message from someone, and this is really uh, amusing for me. But she's saying that her, her significant other is off into feet. And this mm-hmm. man wants, I, I don't really get that because, hell no, but this dude is really off into feet and toes, and she's saying that that's what he wants to do, and he gets an erection at, that it just, you know, right from looking at feet, and she finds him when they're out looking at women's feet, but when it comes to normal, what I, I guess there's no such thing as normal, what is more typical in sexual behavior, he does not respond or does not get stimulated from that. What do you do when your partner is off into fetish behaviors in the bedroom and their fetish happens to just kind of make you go, have you lost your damn mind? Uh, yeah, that that can you know be a bit scary because I always you'll say that couples should you know be be evenly yoked you know when it comes to sex and fetishes like you don't want to be with a partner that has a fetish that turns you off or makes you like ew because depriving them you know of of their fetish you know would be wrong you know and then of course you pretending that you enjoy their fetish would be wrong on both parts. So it's important to be able to, as long as the fetish isn't anything that, you know, is going to be harmful um, or or illegal, you know, in any way, you know, like like necrophilia, you know, things like that, um, you know, it's, it's important that you find a way to incorporate your partner's fetish, you know, into your sex life. Yeah, if somebody says necrophilia, for those of you that don't know, you need to leave that fool alone because he's talking about going and getting a corpse. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's the crazy topic. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that just went to a whole other show. That's, that's, I think Jerry Springer <laughs> couldn't do that one. Um, <laughs> another question that someone just sent me is, how do you prepare yourself for all anal sex when you've never done it before? And this is from a woman, thank God. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, if you've never done it before, like first when you are just having, you know, sex with your mate, you want to start with you or him massaging your anus. You're just, just taking a lubed, you know, finger, massaging the anus. And, of course, you know, you want to make sure that whatever touches your anus does not go to your vagina at all without being cleaned first but, you know, just massaging that area so you can begin to associate anal play and an anal massage with something erotic. Um, Because, you know, many people, you know, especially many women, you know, it's like, oh, you're messing with my butt? No. And, you know, she can clench up. She cannot feel erotic about it at all. But, you know, beginning that massage while you're having sex and allowing her to enjoy and relax into that kind of anal play, you know, is definitely a first step. You know, once she gets used 
to the massages and enjoys the massages, then, you know, we can take that finger, um, of course, you know, nice and lubed, and just insert a finger uh, about an inch into her anus. Shouldn't there be, I'm sorry, I just want to put this out there. They have condoms for your fingers, so I would strongly suggest that prior to uh, attempting to go down this path, uh, are there certain hygienic preparations other than a finger condom someone should do prior to exploring something like that? Uh, finger caught, you know, of course, is great. Um, you know, sometimes they might just put a condom on their finger. Um, for the ladies, you want to, of course, be washed and cleansed. And um, they have anal dishing systems that are out there, or you can just simply go and get an enema you know, to cleanse yourself out. But you want to know how your body responds to an enema. Mm-hmm. And, you know, take it far enough in advance. You know, you don't want to do it too close to when you're going to have anal play and you're not fully done, uh, you know, getting rid of all of the contents, if you know what I mean. You know, I don't want it to speak too gross, but if you're not all the way done using the restroom. Um, mm-hmm. But those are, you know, two things that you, you definitely want to do before you get into anal play. So you don't have to worry about you know, any of, you know, the math. Okay, now I have another question that just popped. I, I wish you could, it's so funny, people are sending me, like, these back messages, and they don't want to call and ask these questions. I, I guess someone doesn't want to that way. Is that Billy? Damn, Billy, that's you. <laughs> um, but uh, a gentleman is asking, when having oral sex with a woman, what are some things that he can do to really make it please her? Ah, that's one of my favorite questions. Um, you know, incorporating the, the soft tongue and the stiff tongue. You know, our tongues can do things that, you know, the vagina and the penis can't. Um, so, you know, making sure that, you know, with the stiff tongue, you know, you're tracing her inner and outer lips. Um, you know, with the stiff tongue, you're, you know, licking uh, the shaft of her clitoris. Uh, a really amazing uh, move that, you know, is one of my personal favorites is, you know, uh, sucking on the clitoris, and while it's inside your mouth, you're flicking it with your tongue at the same time. That's really amazing. That sounds like somebody would need, need to take a course. Um, are there things <laughs> that men can do um, while caressing a woman or while making love to her that will heighten um, her stim or stimulate her more while having vaginal intercourse. Uh, well, again, you no. Know, every, every person is different, um, but you know, whispering, you know, things to her, how much you love her, how good she feels, how good she smells. You know, rubbing her all over her body, not just concentrating, you know, on the nipples or the clitoris, but really you know, making love to her entire body and touching her all over, stroking her hair, looking, you know, into her eyes, uh, saying the things that she really likes. You know, some ladies, you know, we like the the soft, you know, I love you. Um, and then some ladies want you to get down and dirty, you know, and say, you know, you're my da-da-da and this is my da-da-da. And that really turns her on. It can really bring her to a great orgasm because she likes, you know, to hear that kinky, dirty stuff in her ear. And, fellas, if she turns around and slaps the hell out of you, that probably means you called her something or said something she didn't like. Um, Yes. That's why it's good to have conversations. Like, what do you like? What turns you on? Like, having those kinds of conversations with each other is, like, just so, so, so beneficial. Is it a such thing as too much sex? No, I, <laughs> not in, in, a, in a relationship and in a marriage, absolutely not. Um, and, and that's, you know, when I do teach sex, I am teaching it, you know, for not for people to just be having sex willy-nilly, but in that committed relationship. So in a relationship, I say absolutely not. Like there's, you can't be having too much sex unless you're, you're forgetting to go to work and not take care of your children and pay your bills and, you know, ignoring your responsibilities. But if your responsibilities are together, everything's getting taken care of, you and your mate can have as much sex as you want. Okay. I've um, been looking at trends that take place in sexual behavior with people. 
of the in the last I would say the last ten years, sex toys have just gotten to be almost uh pretty soon they're gonna start having you hook up stuff to car batteries. I mean, they've got every kind of device out there to now when you, you look at something and somebody's going, I have a device you have to go, what in the hell is this person doing? So what is a toy that a woman can use that is not going to get her so displaced that when she's actually with a human being or with a man, she's taken herself to places where a man could never go, meaning a rabbit as a good example. It's a sex mm-hmm. toy that stimulates the, the bulb of the vaginal oz and the clitoris. Well, there's nothing, uh, no way a man is going to vibrate, twirl, move, and then remain firm as long as your toy. So are there certain toys that you would suggest that women use uh, that will not start creating false expectations in the bedroom? I really don't feel like there are any toys that, you know, won't create false expectations. I mean, you need to have, you know, just regular dildos, you know, that are, you know, always erect. Um, I prefer for women to use unmotorized toys because I just don't like how the motorized toys, you know, if used too much can begin to desensitize the nerve endings. And then when she is, you know, with, um, you know, a living partner, you know, he's not, vibrating like that toy is, so she's not going to get that same, you know, stimulation and and that same orgasm. So the ladies that do use motorized toys, I tell them not to use them too often, Um, and if they do feel like their nerve endings are beginning to be uh, desensitized, then they need to lay off of that toy completely, you know, until they get their feelings back. But I really honestly don't feel that there is just a specific toy, you know, besides just having a regular dildo, you know, that would prevent women, you know, from from um, having false expectations. See, that will bring a whole new meaning to the Bell Bill DeVoe song, slap it, flip it, rub it down. I mean, you might want to <laughs> really key to that, ladies. Because uh, I know that we're closing in. There are a couple of things I wanted to ask. If there were circumstances that were appropriate to talk about things such as hygiene issues or performance issues, how do you tell someone that you really care about, you know what, um, honey, you know, you kind of have, you have a, you smell like Bangkok or you or, you know, dude, you really aren't satisfying me. How do you do that in a loving way, and how can you do it in a transformative way where the problem is no longer a problem, but it's morphed into an opportunity to make your sex life better? Well, like for, for like, the hygiene, you know, you can, the, the partners can take, you know, a bath or a shower together, and, like, say, for instance, if the woman, you know, has an issue with, you know, how her man's penis, you know, and, 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 and genital area has been smelling, you know, after they take that nice shower, you know, she can perform fellatio on him and, you know, talk about, oh, you know, I love, uh, you know, performing fellatio on you. I'm trying to, you know, keep my wordings right since we're in the middle of the day. <laughs> you know, I love performing fellatio on you. You know, you taste so nice and clean. It smells so good. I love it when it smells like this. You know, those type of, um, you know, affirming, you know, words that can let him know, like, okay, she really loves it when, you know, it's clean and and he sees how much she is enjoying it. So that's going to make him think, okay, I'm going to, you know, keep this clean so my lady can, can perform fellatio on me and enjoy it. Uh, so in other other words, fellas, don't go putting some washing powder in the bath water or some Tide or some... Uh, fine, so I'll just uh, kind of take it easy and do it in a romantic way. Uh, yeah. What about other things like uh, trimming fingernails and oral hygiene and things like that? What's a good approach for that? Well, it's always important to not, um, like you have to keep it 
positive. Like you have to affirm, you know, how, like I love you, I love having sex with you, you know, and I think it would be better if da-da-da or da-da-da. Um, no, it's, it's important that we don't damage our lover's ego, you know, especially their sexual ego, you know, can cause them to, you know, close up and clam up and, and, and pull away from us, and that's not what we want. You know, we don't want them to, their feelings to be hurt or anything like that. Um, so it's always great to, if you're going to have a conversation, you know, to start it off positive. You know, I love having sex with you. You know, I just, you know, I, I do think that it would be better if, you know, if we tried this. Or um, if you're talking about oral, um, that, that can definitely be a touchy subject if you're talking about bad breath or something. Um, but, again, in that conversation, you know, it's starting off positive. I love you so much, you know, but there is an issue with blah, blah, blah. You know, and telling them, you know, well, well, there is, you know, kind of an issue. I would love it if, you know, your breath smelled better, <laughs> you know, or something like that. But, again, like it's always important that they feel loved and, and reaffirmed so that they don't get their feelings hurt too badly when you do make your suggestion. And when it comes to, like, sex acts, you can make it into a game, like, sex slave or, you know, exchange sexual wish lists so that you are getting your needs met and your partner is seeing the kinds of sex acts that you would like to try and would like to do, but you're not having to say, you're not pleasing me sexually. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Like, we never want to have those kinds of conversations. Okay. Um, For people to get some real help from you, I think that would be done either from some coaching or possibly coming out and having you speak to their women's club, their sorority, their women's group, even their faith-based organization. How can people get in contact with you? Yes, they can visit me at NikkiRansom.com, N-I-K-K-I-R-A-N-S-O-M.com. Uh, feel free to email me if you have a sex question, concern. I'm always answering sex questions, you know, via email, Nikki at NikkiRansom.com. And, you know, of course, contact me at any time. I do travel, you know, give seminars and workshops and, you know, helping couples, groups, large audiences, you know, fulfill their sexual desires and, and achieve sexual satisfaction. So definitely, you know, feel free to contact me. And what about the book, Nikki? Yes, my book, uh, 30 Sex Positions and Tips for Getting Wild, Rough, and Kinky. Uh, that is slated to de- debut at the end of April. And it's just going to be a mix of really, you know, adventurous and wild and, again, very kinky uh, sex positions and also tips, you know, just to get you to experiencing new and fun things in the bedroom, you know, to really having that good, dirty sex. You know, the dirtier, the better. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, out for us to have this discussion. You can actually kind of go get the kids back. You can tell them to stop playing with the dog. I know the dog is tired, Mommy. But, the uh, Nikki, thank you so much for being part of our show, and we look forward to having you back in the very near future. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Nikki Ransom Alfred. Definitely check her out. She is a certified master sex expert and educator and coach, and I would strongly suggest that you follow her. You can hit her up on Facebook and definitely go to her website. Again, Nikki, thanks for having you. And uh, to my friend, thank you for bringing her to the show. We appreciate having you on. All right, ladies and gentlemen. uh, Now, I guess for those of you that haven't fainted and aren't staring at the wall, There are a couple of things that I do want to say that will take this beyond just sex. The reason why I do shows like this isn't for shock value. I want you to be happy. I really, really, and truly want you to have an extraordinary, meaningful life and a great relationship with whoever you're with. Now, I must admit, For some people, they are just stuck in whatever time zone or behavioral mode they're in. Live for yourself. Do what works for you. If you want to remain celibate until you get married, hey, do that. If you feel that you're mature and responsible enough and you can handle being intimately involved with someone, remember, you can't unstrike a match. So once you take it there, 
everything that comes with that exposure is going to be at your doorstep. So, but if you're grown and you're over 21 years old, do you be you? Nobody has a right to tell you how to live your life, including me, your relatives, your pastor, or whoever else, because at the end of the day, uh, my, my belief, and I'm not trying to go against someone's church beliefs or what have you, but my belief is you need to treat people the way you want to be treated. You need to honor yourself and honor your body, and I think that God is much more concerned about how you are at the heart than how you run around perpetrating and fronting like you are. Now, when you have these conversations with people, there are some things that I suggest you do. Don't push. Don't overload people. Don't um, be resistant to change. Don't talk too much. As a matter of fact, be permeable, be open, and be understanding. Allow the other person as much time to talk, and that means that you can't wait to talk, but you must be an active listener and an active participant. Now, going further, Let's say, for instance, you and your relation, you and your uh, significant other, or you don't even have one yet, and we can take it there. If you cannot afford to get these services, this is the perfect time for you to go to D. Yvonne Young on Facebook or go to drdyvonneyoung.com, and that's doctor without the period. So it's just D-R-D-I-V-A-N-Y-O-U-N-G.com. You can enter the contest. The more you comment, the more you share, the more you repost our content, the more points you get. Uh, I think May the 1st, this contest ends, we're giving away coaching sessions. We're giving away diagnostics. We're giving away webinars. We're giving away products that will help you with your lifestyle by helping with low testosterone. Uh, and these are natural products, by the way, that have been uh, donated to uh, this this uh, promotion that we have going on. So go to dyvonneyoung.com. I can't encourage you enough because even if you can afford this stuff, you may know someone that can't, so these prizes are all transferable. You can, as a matter of fact, you can even get you some new draws. We're going to give away some gift cards, you think? So, uh, and they will be at cash value. So you can go to your favorite store, whatever it is, be it Victoria's Secret, Lane Bryant, or Walmart, and get you some underwear. Please do not go to Walmart, too. Well, for those of you that have to, I really don't understand that, but okay. Now, uh, last thing I want to say is don't forget about joining up with us by registering at the Dr. D. Von Young web, uh, uh, website. That way you can get the daily blogs, you can find out where I'm touring, you can find out what new books are out and what have you, and we're going to start referencing a lot of other content. If you are a morning person and you get up before the chickens are with them, Tune in to 99.1 FM, that's sunny 99, and I don't care where you are in the world, you can go online and listen to it. They're featuring uh, commentary and my content on that station during morning drive time. It is the number one radio station in Texas, and I know nationally it has a serious footprint. So again, that's sunny 99.1 and I would really suggest Dana Tyson is one hell of a jock. They play great music. And um, it'll get your day story right. It's a reason that they call it sunny because it puts a sunshiny smile on your face. Well, with all of that stated, I appreciate you guys tuning in. We are going to understand that there was a technical difficulty on uh, Sunday and we are going to re-air that broadcast in its entirety, and I'm thinking it's this coming Sunday. I'm not sure. I need to check with my producer, Julia, but I do want you to know we are aware of it. We understand that half of that show uh, was in the black, so we definitely apologize. But if human beings are involved, you can count human error to be a possibility, and in this case, I'm probably the human that errored. So... Uh, we will definitely get all of that. And, again, our apologies. We know that a lot of you were tuned into that program and went, what the hell? So we are going to make up for that because this is all for you. With that stated, you've been listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. We love you and can't nobody love you like you. 
talk to you Sunday. Have an awesome weekend. Bye-bye.